a lot of games. You get got to play a lot of softball. What you get uh, out of the tournament? Yeah, first, see, before I go, I just want to congratulate Anthony Nesty, Nesty and our uh, men's and women's uh, staff for another SEC championship on the women's swim and dive side and the men's side. Man, it's an incredible run they're having. Uh, Anthony's done a phenomenal job and be our Olympic coach for that sport, too. So just shout out to those guys. Go Gators. But, um, yeah, been been fun, Steve. We've, been, we've had a good time. We've been running around the bases, hitting home runs, pitching really well, playing good defense. So just about what I told you from the beginning. Like, you know, we just we got some good players. Um, you know, from a strength of schedule, we haven't played the toughest of schedule yet. And, um, you know, last, I'm going to say last June 27th, I didn't have one healthy pitcher on my roster. So, um, <laughs> Jeez. to, to be, to be where we're at today and where we were at on that June 27th, and I remember it like it was yesterday, getting a phone call from both my pitchers probably on the same day. Um, yeah, we're, we're doing well. They're, we're progressing. We're getting confident. We're getting stronger. We're getting better. You know, now we start to really, you know, ramp up our schedule, the, the RPI numbers, the games we play, and, you know, all the top 25 opponents we're going to play. And, you know, just the challenges will keep coming. And we've, we've accomplished a lot of firsts for a lot of players in this program already this season. And, uh, you know, proud of the way we're, we're working. And now it's time to just, you know, figure out a way to keep, keep getting better. Last time you were on, Tim, you, you kind of talked about doing some inspir- some experimentation with the lineup and you know with the pitching and such. Uh, are you still doing that, or are you more settled in now to what you'll be doing as the SEC and such rolls around? Yeah, I mean we're you know we've we've talked about you know having our pitchers ready to pitch every one of them in each game, and um, you know I, I I'd even I'd be lying to you to, to tell you that I thought that you know I think. You know, all our three freshman pitchers have have the majority of our innings, and you know Ava Brown and Keegan Rothrock have the majority of the majority of our innings. But you know Olivia Miller throwing two two complete game perfect games. Uh, you know uh, Ava Brown throwing a one hitter, Keegan throwing a couple one hitters, Ava and Keegan combining for a one hitter. Uh, we 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 haven't probably used them all the way we thought we were going to use them every game, but um, I think that they've just done a good job. They're just they've gotten better in game. You know where sometimes you. would You'd uh, the, you'd say okay, well, you know, what are you going to get? I think the only question that we would have is, you know, as a staff, and we don't hopefully we won't have to answer it, but you know, what does it look like when adversity does strike in the game? What is our, what do our athletes and what do the pitchers look like? How do they respond? What's their go to, you know, internal and external, you know, body language, me- you know, message to themselves? So um, that hasn't been you know established yet. Keegan gave up, had one bad pitch out of the ballpark on Monday against Oklahoma State. Otherwise, you know, she throws a you know, one hitter against them. She only gave two hits. Like it's just crazy to see that some of the, um, some of the. So this performance has been really good for the pitcher so far. You have to be pleased offensively, don't you? Yeah, you know we, um, you know I I got Skyler coming out here early today. She's she's not super satisfied with her contact. You know she's still getting hits, and you know I think she's one of six players in the country who has twenty plus RBIs. Um, but she's not quite you know quite she's not quite there yet, and that's okay. I'm I'm I, shoot. It's not where you start, it's where you finish. And yep. if, if this is where she's going to be now and she finishes better, then I'll take that every day of the week, especially since she's still batting over 500 and getting on base, stealing a ton of base. I mean, she's, she's, she's a good player. She's playing really good shortstop, which I'm really proud of. And I was going to ask about the defense. Uh, what do you see there? Good. Yeah, I mean, again, when, uh, I'll tell you a funny story. This is, and this is, I, I don't mean this to be disparaging of anybody, but um, one of our managers said to me in the game the other day, and it's a funny story, he goes, yeah, my girlfriend came to the game. She didn't. She didn't even know we gave out uh, strikeout T-shirts at the game, and uh, 
we just didn't strike out a lot of people last year, so it's our first experience in Gator, you know, Katie Seashell Preston Stadium. And we're throwing out strikeout T-shirts now again. We've got a lot of strikeouts so far, and I think that's, you know, again, it's not necessarily meant to be uh, of the past. It's just telling you where we're at right now. The the the, the, the girls are striking people out. Keegan's striking a lot of people out. And um, so I, de- I definitely think that does make it a lot easier to play defense. And you don't have to make every – you don't have to get 21 outs by, by, by virtue of – catch and throw it's you know he's striking people out a little bit it's been been good it's been fun to watch just the you can watch as a as a coach in the dugout just how the we're throwing the ball around the horn crisper we're getting the ball into second base cleaner we're rounding the bases at first base harder like all the things that we're echoing the message of here's what we got to get better at here's what we need to do a better job of we're able to focus on some of those things because we're there's just not as many things on the list that we just we have to attack and um, happy with the really the development. We've played every every player on our roster almost has a hit. You know that doesn't happen very often. So I think we're doing doing a really good job. Gator softball coach Tim Walton, our guest here, as they get set to play in a tournament uh, on the West Coast this weekend. Uh, Tim, you know this. Uh, a lot of times, the success of a team, uh, it's also important to have good chemistry, good locker room. Are you pleased with that aspect? Yeah, I, yeah, that's the hardest. You know, the coach is the last one to know, um, you know, certain things, you know, whether there's internal struggles, there's popularity issues, you know, things like that. So well, we, I can tell you this. This is this is one thing that, you know, I know this doesn't really make that big of a difference. But, you know, we've had freshman Olivia Miller be freshman of the week, uh, week one in SEC play. Freshman Keegan Rothrock, freshman of the week, week two. Freshman Ava Brown freshman of the week week three and you know that helps i mean i won't lie to you that helps when you start when you're trying to you know build a club of with no pecking order you know jocelyn erickson was player of the week we've had a couple other ones that have had just katie kiss had a monster week last week Kate, jocelyn erickson did as well skyler and kendra have had good weeks to, you know all three weeks so i'd say from at least a a, a notoriety a popularity uh, uh an attention getting we've had evenly distributed attention getting so far in the first three weeks. And I, I like do that. think that helps. I think that helps the locker room. I like honest. that. Uh, last question, schedule maker, coach Walton. Um, now you, you kind of went from, you know, what you talked about this past weekend to certainly, uh, you know, looks like stiffer competition this weekend. Was that designed that way in making the schedule? Yeah, it was, you know, when, when you open the first weekend, you know, we played, um, you know, we always, it seemed like we always play Illinois. So we had Illinois State, but then Cookman, um, you're probably outside the top 75. Then you play USF, uh, Oregon State, and Michigan, which all being, you know, historically in the top 40. Uh, when it comes down to RPI, it comes down to, you know, the, the just the quality of play. And so that's great. And then you then you play along the way. We added Oklahoma State just because of the rainouts and stuff. But, um, you know, I send out messages. I invite everybody to come play us at KDC Show Preston Stadium for our tournaments and stuff. And I just don't get a lot of, uh, uh, you know, great attention. we got Indiana coming later who's in the top 25. Uh, but I just don't get a lot of teams that, you know, are willing to come to Gainesville when they can, you know, probably hop on one plane and go to Tampa or Orlando or, you know, Texas, Houston, whatever it is. So it's tougher sometimes to get some some big-name teams here for our, our, our tournaments. Uh, but it is designed that way. And we go, you know, this week we'll play uh, – the Long Beach State was at our regional last year, so it's Long Beach State, Cal State, Fullerton, UCLA, um, DePaul. We played DePaul a couple of years ago, I think, in Orlando. Uh, and then we play Michigan again on Saturday. So, yeah, it's designed for that. And then it kind of segues into 
you know, on the road at Alabama and then, you know, the SEC play. I mean, every one of our teams in the league, it seems like, is ranked again. So um, good league, tough league. Um, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a challenge. we we got to get better. I mean, who's you? I think this is what someone said, you know, kind of a message they sent to me, you know, by, by email the other day. So I get messages like you get. You filter them, you read them. I reply. I, 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 don't, I don't have a problem replying to honesty. And someone says, I just wish we would get more hits against some of the good pitchers. And, um, you know, good pitchers mean the All-American mm-hmm. types. Yeah. And uh, I, I think every coach in the country would love to get more hits off the good pitchers in the, in the I country. Think so. And so yeah. I, 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 and I don't think that that, that statement is wrong. Um, I just think that that's what makes good teams good teams and great, great pitchers great pitchers is their ability to, you know, deceive you, make you think you're swinging at something that looks good, but it's not, or make you take something that you thought was, uh, bad and it looks and now it's good strike. So um, I, I just say that from a, from a uh, player development side of things, um, you know th- what we're doing now is we're ramping up. Now we'll start to get ready for, you know, all the all American pitchers, and we'll start to get ready for the all American hitters and teams and coaches and all that stuff. So um, I think the progress is exactly where we thought we'd be about right now, and um, you know now it's time to get better, and, uh, and, we, and we we plan to do that. And again, we have got a young team, we've got a lot of players doing things for the first time, and. I'm just happy with the way we're handling our business. Our work and practice has been good. All right. Gators back in action on the West Coast this weekend. Tim, always a pleasure to have you. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks for having me too, Steve. Appreciate you, it. It, Go Gators. you betcha. Tim Walton. And see, I, I want to tell you what a cool guy he is. First thing out of his mouth today was congratulations to Anthony Nesty. That's, and by the way, he will be on with us later in the week as well after winning SEC women, SEC men, Swimming is dominant. Coming up, we're going to talk to a little baseball. Uh, Gators taking on Stetson. Their coach, Steve Trimper, will join us next. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good morning, I'm Estefania Sarko. Today, the number four Florida Gators men's baseball team is on the way to take on the Stenson Hatters, turning here at 625. The Florida Gators men's golf team girls up for the final day of the Southern Highland Collegiate Tournament in Las Vegas. The NBA action heads up tonight as the 32-26 Orlando Magic takes on the 22-35 Brooklyn Nets. And the Miami Heat is on the way to face the Portland Trail Blazers. The Heat is coming from a 121-110 victory against Sacramento. Today, in any show, the ice heads up as Tampa Bay Lightning is ready to face off the Philadelphia Flyers, and the Florida Panthers are hosting the Buffalo Sabres. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Stephanie Sarko. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. You know, when you purchase a vehicle, it's a big deal. Right, you it, you spend your hard-earned money. You want it to go a long way. You want to know the vehicle you purchase is going to last you a while. Well, the people of Southeast Car Agency understand that and know that. And that's why if you're looking for the best in late model, low mileage vehicles, this is the place to go. It's been the place to go for over 40 years since the Cousins family opened their place of business, Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. When you go in person or even online at secars.com, the first thing you're going to notice is the selection, the variety of vehicles. They understand people have wide choices when they want to buy a vehicle, so they try to give you the widest and biggest choice possible. You can go see them in person, test drive them, or just walk down the aisle with a list of the vehicles. You can check them out all by yourself. 
However, when you go see them in person, you know what to do. Tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. Valentine's Day, the day and month we all think about love. Steve Russell here. Let me tell you something I love, my car. And I really love the fact I can depend on it day in and day out, thanks to my friends at Dave Mays Automotive. You see, Dave Mays Automotive is famous for their bug check. That means anytime you take your vehicle in, they go over it from top to bottom, looking for anything that might pop up down the road. This way, there's no surprises, and you could love driving your car. Brakes, tires, oil changes, engine and transmission services at Dave Mays Automotive, they take care of it all, just like they've been doing since 1975. They're at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive of the Industrial Complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. It is a beautiful day to fish. Here's your life jacket. You know I can swim, right? So could a lot of people who died falling overboard. Come on, I'm not a kid. Fatalities are often men over 30. It's too hot to wear one. These new ones are complete. <sighs> there, happy? Ooh, I got one! Glad you wore the life jacket. Okay, yes. Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission reminds you to wear your life jacket. Visit wearitsflorida.com. Wear it, Florida. Hey, Florida residents, are you part of an organization or business that provides services to seniors in need? If you answered yes, the Florida Department of Elder Affairs needs you. The department relies on statewide partners to help address the needs of Florida seniors. If you're interested in joining the partnership program, please call 850-414-2138. Thank you for supporting the seniors in your community. This message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters at this station. We are your home for Florida Gators softball. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Scott Strickland, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Kind of a squirrely week here for the show. Don't forget today, we're just here until 1 o'clock as we then go to the bus to go to the land to face Stetson in baseball. Tomorrow, we'll be on the air at 11 a.m. 11 a.m. to noon tomorrow. A regular show on Thursday and no show on Friday as we head to Miami uh, for Gator Baseball over the weekend uh, against the Hurricanes. So, uh, that's what's happening today. Um, we're going to talk to Stetson's baseball coach, Steve Trimper, next, and then Mike Morgan from the SEC Network will be here for a couple of segments, and uh, he will take your questions, calls, and comments as well. Let's bring in Coach, talk about his Stetson Hatter team. Hi, Steve. How are you? Steve, I'm doing great. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Appreciate you doing this, Coach. Uh, okay, uh, Gator fans listening in, uh, it, it's early for both teams, but uh, – Tell us about your team early on here, and, and what you see with your group. Yeah, you know, so far we've been um, we've been pretty pleased from where we're at. I mean, we played a really good West Virginia team, you know, a team that came out of a super, excuse me a regional last year as a two seed and had forty plus wins, and we we really played four really good ball games against them. Um, we ended up splitting, 
Um, and then this weekend, we actually played two, two of the three games. We played pretty well. Um, so I like what I'm seeing. Um, you know, we're, we're kind of a more of a veteran club than we were last year. Um, last year, we started at times six freshmen. And so those guys are a little bit, you know, not just a year older, they're a year better right now. And, and then certainly, you know, we were able to, um, to kind of utilize this transfer portal a little bit and get some guys to transfer in that are, uh, have some kind of experience that, that helps out. So I, I, you know, I like our club offensively. Um, defensively, we've been making kind of some stupid errors recently, like things that you shouldn't be making that kind of like made us have a bad feeling percentage, but it's things that will work out like, drop fly ball because two guys are staring at each other or a run down. We kind of overthrow a guy, things that you just work out in the early season. Um, and then on our pitching side of things, we've been pitching pretty well. We just, we haven't been striking out a lot of guys. We're kind of pounding the zone and trying to have that philosophy of putting it in play. Um, you know, I'd like to see a little more strikeouts down the, as the season gets going here, but you know, there's your 45 second snapshot of what I saw <laughs> from seven games, I guess. There you go. Uh, tell us about uh, Ty Van Dyke going tonight. Yeah, yeah, really like Ty. He's um, he came in from Seminole Junior College, a local guy. I've um, had a really good career in junior college, and um, he's been really one of our most steady, steadiest arms in our our preseason and in our fall. In fact, he, you know, in our one fall game over at Florida, um, he, he actually went out there and threw three scoreless against those guys. Um, that's not the reason why I'm starting him tonight. It's just he pitched pretty well against them. Throws a lot of strikes. Um, we had him on our, as our closer. For this first couple of weeks, we were going to use him in the back end and then almost as like a swing or a spot starter on weekdays. So that's why when we didn't use him this weekend, because the games were kind of not in a closed situation, we decided to run him out there and, um, you know, use him for four or five innings tonight. Uh, when you see this Gator team, what do you see, coach? Well, they're the Gators. <laughs> they're, pretty, they're always really good. Uh, you know, obviously, Sully does a great job and his staff, and they're very well coached and just, Uber athletic and, and uh, you know, a ton of experience on that roster. And, you know, the one thing that impressed me um, in my small, you know, uh, scope of them when we saw them this fall is I was really impressed with the arms that they ran at us in the early, you know, early in the fall where, you know, some of their younger freshmen were coming out with big-time velos and pounding the zone. So, you know, I, I haven't really dove in too much to them besides our scouting reports that we got over these last six games. It's more that what I remember that I think they're going to be a very good pitching club as they get going this year, and um, you know it'll it'll be a, it'll be a nice night. We we got really good weather. Um, I'm excited to have the Gator fans over here. It's the first time they're going to be able to see the new renovation of Melching Field, which came out awesome. Um, we got I think just about a sellout right now tonight, so it should be a really good college baseball atmosphere for early in the in the season and certainly for late February. I was going to ask you about some of those renovations. What were some of the things that were done to the place? Yeah, so we, we ended up partnering with the city. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're with the land, the city to land on everything here. And we were able to um, to engage in an $8.3 million renovation of Melching. So um, new surface, uh, you know, obviously you'll see that it plays like a, like a major league field. We put a new padded wall. We, we actually moved home plate closer to the fence. Um, by about 10 feet to make it a little bit more hitter friendly. Um, and then uh, we got some really nice new seating everywhere. Everything's chair back now. We got really nice VIP seating. Um, hopefully the lights go off tonight. That means we're hitting some home runs. So we got a little <laughs> light show. So, you know, sorry, Gator fans, but I'm going to try to try to have that thing go off a bunch of times. Um, and then, you know, probably the biggest thing is the video board. You know, um, it was nice. Our athletic director, Jeff Altier, kind of like gave me this project and was like, hey, I know you're coaching, but you can kind of oversee it. So I feel like I was a project manager last year, and when I we drew this video board up, I'm like, make it a little bit bigger. You know, typical coach, 
six more feet, six more feet. And then when they started putting steel in, I'm like, oh, my God, this thing's huge. <laughs> so it's a, it's a really nice video board that does a lot of interaction with the fans. So we're, we're excited to show it off to the, to the Gator fans. Obviously, they have a, a beautiful ballpark, too, and, and we wanted to make sure that we bring these guys over here. They're playing in a nice ballpark. Steve, last question for you. You mentioned you know, the portal, and everybody's got to go through that. Uh, how much has that changed things for you and the program, if any? Yeah, I mean, if you're going to take my 30,000-foot view, I hate it. I think it's dumb. I, 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 you know, my whole thing, I've been coaching 30 years, and you love developing relationships. Um, I think it's kind of, you know, changed how you got to do that, um, you know, with your student-athletes. But in the same sense, you know, we, we really haven't, you know, knock on wood, you know, a lot of guys like their time here, and they like their experience, and, and we try to give them a great experience. I mean, winning is, is, is awesome, but I want these guys to have experience in a lifetime, and we were able to get seven kids to transfer in this year from the portal. So I'll tell you this, this is how crazy it is, man. I, I, when I was at Maine and I was at Manhattan, you know, you did it all, you know, you raked the field, you recruited, you had like two part-time assistants hey, yep. the way you came up. And, you know, I, I used to work pretty hard. I thought this summer I've never watched this much baseball recruiting wise. And I didn't see one high school game. Wow. <laughs> I was in Cape Cod, NECBL, the West coast league, coastal plains league. So, for us at Stetson, we're going to probably go out and see who's in the portal and see who we might be able to add here um, as someone that's got some some uh, experience. You know, we're, we're really excited about Isaiah Barquette. He transferred in from, from you know, NC State. You know, you know, a part-time player there, didn't get a lot of playing time, and now he's really taking on a good role. Or, you know, Gio Cueto, our catcher, you know, he had 25 starts or so at, West, at uh, Wake Forest last year and just wanted to be a full-time guy. And so – those are the kind of guys I think that we're going to be able to get at Stetson that, you know, some of the rosters are pretty loaded, and, and, and understandably you need a lot of backups. But I think for us, we're going to probably find a niche where we'll get guys that, you know, want to come in and play a little bit more or, or just, you know, not that they had a bad experience where they were, it's just that maybe they, there's just a little bit too much too much uh, roster movement going on. Yeah, I mean, everybody wants to play. That, 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 that hasn't yep. changed. So, uh, yeah. Steve, I appreciate your time as always. Thank you for talking to us here. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me on, and I appreciate it. Okay, Coach. Thank you. See you guys. Yep. One of the nicest guys in this business. He really is. Steve Trimper, uh, coach at Stetson. And, of course, uh, we'll be going down there. Uh, again, uh, just a quick program note, just till 1 o'clock today because we hit the bus to go to DeLand. Tomorrow, 11 to 12 o'clock, Thursday, regular show, no show Friday. We go to Miami uh, for three there. For the remainder of the time, we're here from the SEC Network. My bud Mike Morgan's in the house. Call him up. Ask him stuff. He'll be willing to answer it for you. 1226 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Chittery ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN, 98.1 FM, and 850 AM, WRUF. You know what happens when a smart group of medical professionals get together and commit to a technology designed to relieve your aching joints without surgery? It's called QC Kinetics. And this guy knows the power of a solid team. Emmett Smith, football legend and Dancing with the Stars champ. This elite medical group, some of them orthopedic doctors, got together and said, why are we prescribing so many medications? Why are we sending so many people to surgery in droves? Let's change this. The answer, natural biologics. 
our own healing properties, and the outcome is the country's largest provider of non-surgical regenerative treatments, QC Kinetics. Actually, the real outcome are the tens of thousands of patients who finally got their quality of life back without surgery. Thanks to QC Kinetics. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. My daughter is normally a little goofball. But after a bad night's sleep, she's too tired to be anything. That's why I trust Pure Z's Kids. Pure Z's Kids is mindfully formulated just for kids. Their non-habit-forming, drug-free products help my daughter fall asleep naturally, giving her the rest to be her best. I'm a dinosaur. Her <laughs> best dinosaur. Pure Z's Kids, for ages four and up when needed. Explore our products at zquill.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. A car is never just a car. Kelly Blue Book knows it's so much more than that. It's your commuting chariot, your road trip refuge, your I just need a reason to get out of the house. Your car is there for everything. And for everything car, there's Kelly Blue Book. Need a new set of wheels? Price it on Kelly Blue Book. Problem under the hood? Fix it with Kelly Blue Book. Can another car do the job better? Trade it or sell it on Kelly Blue Book. We're here mile after mile, moment after moment. Price it, fix it, trade it, sell it. KBB.com. Visit kellybluebook.com to get the journey started. Have a secret. Uh-huh. I use secret whole body deodorant because more than just my armpits stink. Uh-huh. Can I use it where my bra rubs under my... Oh, <laughs> yeah. And what about down there? You know, my... Totally. Four out of five gynecologists would recommend it. So I tried it, and now I get 72 hours of freshness from my pits to my... Ooh, I love that it's a spray. Me too. And it comes in sticks and creams too. Go get your secret whole body deodorant. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Lots of sunshine for our Tuesday afternoon. High temperatures warming on up to the upper 70s. And a few spots might make it into the lower 80s. We'll have a breeze developing from the south, gusting between 15 and 20 miles an hour. Tonight, clear skies. Lows mild for our Wednesday morning, only falling into the mid-50s. Tomorrow afternoon, partly cloudy skies. Highs near 80. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. The, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Yeah! Should we ban storming the court? Wake students did that. They rushed the court after the home win against Duke. Kyle Filipowski, the big man, got his uh, ankle turned a little bit there. It's going to take a terrible accident, and then we're going to stop. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes, and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. We're proud to be your home for Gators basketball. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. For the next half hour, my pleasure to have my bud Mike Morgan here from the SEC Network, of course, Gator grad. Uh, he's got he's had a couple of Gator games right in a row, right? Yeah, back to back. So this was like an extended play version uh, of my my travels. Usually, you fly in the, the the day before, the night before, and then you do the game and you leave the next morning. But because I had back to back, 
decided to just stay here. Went to the uh, Spurrier banquet last night. Had a blast with that. Caught up with some old friends and uh, just spent some extra time. Talked to some broadcasting students like uh, moments ago. Uh, as soon as we're done here, I'll go to Todd Golden's practice and get ready for another one. Yep. Uh, if you want to get a call in from Mike, he'll answer whatever questions you have. 392-8255. You can also email a question, uh, srussell at wruf.com. Total Package, what's up? Hey, Mike. Um, I want to tell you I'm a big fan. And Thank you. When UF was looking for a replacement for Mick, I was really crossing my fingers I was a little disappointed they didn't pick you. Um, now that they've got Sean, I'm a big fan of Sean's as well. And I'm wondering, do you know Sean? Have you had any oh. interactions with him? Yeah, I've met Sean a couple of times. Uh, I didn't know him before. Uh, I know he worked on the ESPN radio side, and I mostly do TV uh, for ESPN. But a uh, good guy. Uh, glad that he's he got a, a, a job that he clearly uh, coveted. I'm pretty happy where I'm at, and it's worked out pretty well uh, for what I'm doing. But, uh, no, I, I certainly appreciate that, and I'm sure Sean will, will keep doing a good job for you. Okay, and the last question I have for you, I know you're a big basketball guy and shoot three-pointers. <laughs> I still believe that you might be able to beat Caitlin Clark in a, in a three-point contest. What, what say you? <laughs> Not a chance. Not a chance. I, I, she is – I'm telling you um, – Somebody said something a couple weeks ago on a studio show, which was ignorant beyond beliefs, saying she she we can't call her great because she hasn't won a championship. What the deck that she's playing with is nothing like what some of the other teams out there uh, are playing with. She's a phenom. She re, she really is. She's unlike anybody I've ever seen in the women's game, and I, I love watching her. Yeah, agree. Once again, you have the voice. For TV and radio. Well, thank job, you. Man. Take care. I okay. appreciate it. It's one of the few natural skills I have. <laughs> Can't do much else. Um, a lot to unpack here. So no. let, let, let's start again. Please, somebody call. Uh, we, we, Mike is here to answer questions. That's why we have him here, and I appreciate him being here. Um, pretty, you know, at the start of the year, I think a lot of people thought Florida might, could be a tournament team at the start of the year. But yeah. They've really developed. I mean, it, you, and you can see the development as the season's going on. Look, I, I've had everybody in this league multiple times by now, and I can tell you that Florida has some things that even some of the really good teams in this league don't. The depth at both key spots, the depth at guard, and I'm not even putting Kugel in that category. I'm talking about their top three guards I love. And you have four what I would call bouncy bigs. I know Mark Wise, my partner tomorrow, has used that term. Uh, the way they can interchange them, like the other game, the other day, Hanlogden gets in foul trouble early on. That's your seven foot one rim protector. Another team, typically, when that happens, it's oh bleep. Now what? Florida's like that's okay. We got we got three more of these guys. We got Samuel. We got Hauk. I mean, they got we got Condon. There's very few teams in college basketball that have that. When I first saw this team in December, I was like, man, Todd Golden's got a squad. And then they went 0-2 in the SEC, and they blew some leads. And I was like, well, maybe I just read the room wrong. Maybe they were not as good as I thought. Now they're showing that they are. And they're playing as good a basketball as anybody in this league. To me, they are what a second weekend in March looks like. In other words, a Sweet 16 team. I know they, you know, just getting there is goal one, but... I'm telling you right now, they could do some damage once they get there. Uh, I feel badly for Missouri. I mean, nobody yeah. likes to see anybody not win, and they've mm -hmm. had some injuries and all of that. But nobody 
wants to be the team that loses and gives them their first win. Right. And that's what Florida's facing here. Missouri is going to bite somebody. I keep saying it. Um, I've had them a couple of times. Every game that they've played, with few exceptions, in the final five minutes, it's usually like a two, three-point game, and then they just run out of steam. Uh, it's not a typically deep, uh, terribly deep team. They clearly lost a couple of key players from a year ago. But I promise you, Todd Golden today and that team will prep for this game like they do any other because Missouri is more than capable of pulling off an upset. It's just a matter of time. Uh, you mentioned something about Florida being a Sweet 16 mm-hmm. team. So complete this next sentence. Which team in the SEC has the capability to make the deepest run in the tournament? In my mind, it's Tennessee. And people say, well, Tennessee, I've seen this movie before. They're great on defense. They go to the tournament, and then they lose the game because they can't score enough points. This team with Dalton Connect can. So the defense is always locked down good under Rick Barnes. They have rim protectors, and I do. They have wings that are long and rangy. Uh, But the difference now is when you need a bucket in a key spot in a March tournament-type setting, Dalton Connect is next-level good at that. And that is combined with Ziegler and combined with some of the other guys that they have. Uh, James has been there forever. But I, Connect, to me, is one of the most impressive players I've seen in this league in a while. Steven says, Mike, who's the most rabid fan base in basketball you've witnessed this year? Well, I'll tell you what. Auburn has stealing a page from Florida and what the Rowdy Reptiles you know, came to be under Billy Donovan and and you know the crowds this year have been great in every Florida game that I've done particularly on Saturdays I realize Wednesday night's always a bigger challenge uh, hopefully we'll have a good crowd tomorrow night but I Auburn knew Auburn knows what they are so it's a rural school and uh, you're not going to get 18,000 in that build so they built it it's like 10,000 fans the students are right behind us like the rowdy reptiles and they are a major part of the action and it gets loud and it has become a rabid fan base and place to see a game is it as big as Rupp Arena or Thompson Bowling Uh, not at all but it's become one of the best environments in college basketball Uh, I want to talk to you this this is from Bob we had a discussion yesterday. I don't know if you were aware of this. The Florida High School Activities Association had a meeting yesterday to discuss high school NIL in the state. Okay. And he talks about the, the kid from that is a Florida commit who's already purchased a home for his mother. Well, he did that with NIL money hmm. that he got. So he says it must have already been approved uh, for this to happen. Uh, it's not approved in the state. That's a different thing it's when you come i'm talking here bob high school nil right and if you commit to florida or commit to a school then you are eligible for it. there's a bit of a difference there but there's been so much confusion with this mike from the fan base what can they do what can't they do with all the with the, with the court decision you know coming from the tennessee thing what a mess what a mess i don't know if People truly understand how big of a court case that was. Betcha. Basically, that has that has opened the door where you don't even have to hide things anymore. And I've had coaches tell me this, Mike. This is not nil. We're buying players. If we're being brutally honest, well, now not only is that happening, but you can say the quiet part out loud. You are buying players to come to your campus out of high school. 
It's not a, well, let's establish a market value, and if you're really good, we'll sell your name. No, 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 no. You are buying. This is no different than if you saw the SMU documentary, Pony Excess. This is like 1984 Southwest Conference. Here's the Trans Am. Here's the bag of cash. That is how teams are now getting. And basically that court ruling said, uh, oh, by the way, you can't stop it from happening. You have no jurisdiction there. NCAA, go back in your little corner and you determine you're in a great event planner. You keep organizing the other 88 championships. But when it comes to college football and when it comes to NIL for big sports, we don't need your help and we don't need your regulations. Go ahead, do something else. We don't have time for you. All right, Mike is here to answer your questions. 392-8255. You can email the show, srussell at wruf.com. Tampa Mike says, love your broadcast. One of the few fans that saw the potential in this UF basketball team back in November thought they could be a three or a four seed, if not for losses to Virginia Wake and three close conference losses when they had leads. Think of 24-3 and now and 12-2 and in the conference, but that's anybody could say that, but I get it. Uh, Who do you think the top four seeds are in the SEC tournament? And by the way, if they had Zion pulling the whole year, a couple of those games could be flipped. Yep. Uh, but you're right. I mean, everybody, there's a little bit of woulda, coulda, shoulda on everybody's uh, resume. Uh, if you're asking me who I think the top four teams are versus who the top four seeds are going to be, is that what we're talking about? I think he wants to know who you think the top four t- uh, seeds will be. Okay. A lot of this is based on strength of schedule. I was talking about this on, uh, on my podcast. I, 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 if I'm not mistaken, Tennessee's got the toughest road to go. And if I'm not mistaken, Auburn might have the easiest. Somewhere in between is South Carolina and Florida. So when it all you know comes out the wash, and then of course there's Kentucky, and and I still think if Kentucky wants to defend every game, they're a really tough out. And I I think they'll be one of the favorites to win the SEC tournament. Nashville, we all know they'll pack it with uh, tickets. Uh, I I would say the top four. Uh, and to get that double buy, which we all know is very valuable, I think Tennessee will be there. I think Alabama will be there. I think uh, either a South Carolina or Kentucky will be there. And then there's Florida right there on the fringe. Those are the teams that are going to be fighting for those spots. And I really think it'll come down to the actual last game, which you'll have to fill me in, Steve. Who's Florida's last game in, in conference play? Is it? I don't know if it's top Van, of my head. Yeah, uh, Alabama, uh, Vandy, maybe. I, I don't. We, we we'll double check yeah. it, but I, I I would promise you it could very well come down to that game, whether or not Florida cracks the top four. And the, again, the significance of that is the double buy. Yes, Andrew says, "What's your week like with traveling? When do you get your assignments for games?" Uh so it's different for every sport. For basketball, it's typically month to month. So I I've known that this game, you know, these two Gator games are on the schedule. Tra- uh, travel is typically. Uh, you fly in the day before, you do the game, you fly out the day after. Because these were two back-to-back games in Gainesville, just happened to work out this way. I got to kind of chill, uh, put my stuff down, unpack my suitcase without having to worry about packing it again right away. But that's unusual. I mean, I go through a stretch, Mark and I do, where when we're done here, we go to Nashville, Fayetteville, uh, and then... Uh, Oh, LSU, Baton Rouge, and then we do the Sun Belt Championship in Pensacola. And I don't think I'm leave, I don't think I'm going back to my house in between those. So wow. that's one. That is like a true MLB type road trip where you just pack up for a week and a half, 
you go from town to town and just keep on calling games. Yeah. Um, we'll take a break. One more segment with Mike. And again, quick program note, only till 1 o'clock today. Tomorrow, 11 to 12 o'clock. Thursday, regular show. Friday, we go to Miami. No show that day. Then next week, we're back on our regular deal here. 1243, time check brought to you by Hayes Chittaway ESPN. 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. Welcome into a Tuesday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Thomas is our producer today, only here uh, till 1 o'clock today. Uh, we'll be making the trip down to uh, DeLand for Gator baseball today as the Gators take on Stetson. Uh, but we have a good guest list today, and it's going to start with my first guest. Always enjoy having Gators softball coach Tim Walton here after a very successful weekend. Over the weekend, they're going to go out to a tournament this weekend out on the West Coast. Tim, my friend, welcome. Uh, boy. Good afternoon. I'm Leona Handler. In the NBA, the Orlando Magic face the Nets tonight at 7. And also at 7 in the NHL, the Tampa Bay Lightning square up against the Flyers tonight. It's going to be an exciting week for Gator Sports. The men's golf team is in Las Vegas at Southern Highlands Collegiate. Tee-off is at 12.50 and they play 18 holes. On Wednesday, the ranked number 24 Florida men's basketball team faces Missouri at the O-Dome at 6.30. And on Thursday night, the Florida women's team squares up against Alabama at 7. The baseball team squares up against Stetson, and Luke McNeely is the projected starter. Coverage starts here tonight at 6.25. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Leona Handler. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Folks, the Rotohaber Boys Ranch needs your help. It's a secure home for young boys with difficult family lives, and they need your help. What they do, they offer safety, guidance, and structure for these boys while teaching them useful life skills. One of them is vehicle repair. That's where you come in. They'll take off of your hands any unused or unwanted vehicle you might have. Car, truck, motorcycle, doesn't matter. They'll take it off your hands. These kids fix them and they repair them, and they resell them. It helps fund the ranch itself. So if you have an unused or unwanted vehicle, please consider a donation to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. It is a tax-deductible donation. To learn more, Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 
That's 802-341-4542. Hey, Bill, I heard about your car accident. Yeah, this jerk pulled right out in front of me. I'm okay, but the car got whacked. And now you've got to deal with the insurance companies. Ugh. No way. Not me. I'm having the repair work done at Mako. They handle the whole insurance claim for you. Let Mako of Gainesville take the insurance headache away. They work with all major companies and will schedule, inspect, and repair your vehicle. It's easy. Visit Mako of Gainesville on Main Street or online at MAACOGainesville.com. So you just used bug spray in your home. Now what? Well, between the waiting and waiting for things to dry up and keeping your family away from the mess, it hits you. You could have used Zevo. Unlike other bug sprays that stick around, Zevo goes from kill to clean in seconds. Plus, it's safe for use around people and pets when used as directed. Zevo, people friendly, bug deadly. Southern Sports Today with Chuck Oliver, weekdays at 2, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is Gators head men's basketball coach Todd Golden, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. One more segment with Mike Morgan from the SEC Network. Call him up, ask him a question. By the way, I was right. The last conference game is uh, Vandy on the road. John says, thanks for giving us Mike on the air. You got it. Uh, Lucas said the same thing about Vandy, so that was the top of my head. I figured that. The, the, the game with South Carolina mm. is going to be a huge game. Huge on one, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. By the way, thank you, John. Um, yeah, I, that is – South Carolina – went through a little bit of a rut. And and every team goes through this. I call them the dog days of late February. You think you're really good. The legs get heavy. All of a sudden, uh, you start taking a little bit of a, a, a downward dip. Florida's been the opposite. They got that thing over with early. Now they're the hottest team in the SEC. South Carolina just figured they had an identity crisis. They lost two in a row. They blew a 16-point lead to LSU. Then they go on the road and wax Ole Miss to kind of remind everybody, hey, we're still pretty good. So that's going to be an outstanding game. I saw ESPN picked it up. Uh, I think that's a pick game. I think that'll be one of the more exciting games over the weekend. You know, you look at where college athletics is now and you can certainly see why Nick Saban decided to do what he did <laughs> I got a great uh, story on that and yeah. a lot of college coaches Bolton yep. to get out of here to go coach in the NFL I don't see that trend changing do if, if it's if the landscape right. stays the way it is do you not at all in fact two years ago one of my last games of the regular season for SEC Network was Alabama and as you know, uh, when you're doing a TV game on Friday, you get together with the coaching staff at the home team at the stadium. We had 30 minutes with Nick Saban. I asked one game-related question. He answered it and then went on, and I'm not kidding, a 20-minute uninterrupted diatribe about the state of college football. And I left that room thinking, there's a guy that's had enough of this. He does not want to do this much longer if it doesn't change. He he will leave soon. One year later, he left. And I've heard that from countless coaches. Mike, I came here to coach ball. This is not coaching ball anymore. I have to be a used car salesman. And player uh, roster development, 
uh, is now more important than X's and O's in a lot of cases. And that just goes against every fiber of, of these people's beings. They did not get in the game to just be slick-talking, buying uh, player type of guys. They want to be actual coaches and developing of young men. And we're getting away from that. It's very concerning, and you're going to see more of it, unfortunately. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think it's a sad thing, but that's the way things are. Um, Some global things here. It looks like it's coming it looks like finally college is going to catch up to the NFL with communication in the ear. It's about time, right? Yeah, way past time. The, the fact that we haven't had that yeah. for, for all this time, and there were a couple things that happened last season that I think were the final, like, okay, we need to do this. We need to fix this now. So uh, the, the, it, the money is there for everything that the NFL has. We see it on, on the replay side uh, in football. There's no reason why on the technology side we shouldn't do the same thing. How much pressure is there on Billy Napier next year? <laughs> well, I was thinking about this. I was on with uh, uh, Shane earlier this morning. Florida's got, what, three straight losing seasons in football? Um, that goes back to, uh, you have to help me out. The with 40s, it? I think. The, right, yeah. right. Before Pell, before, oh, yeah. before Galen, before all. And not all of that is on him, obviously, but still, uh, it's massive. It's massive. I don't think the, the day and age where you got five years to turn something around that doesn't exist. Gone. That doesn't exist anymore. And quite frankly, with the portal, you don't need five years because you don't have to just rely on three recruiting classes to develop and pan out. You go into the portal as an elite program like Florida should be, and you should be able to get enough players to fill the holes, continue to rec- recruit studs like a Lagway or somebody else on both sides of the football, uh, and and you should be a program. That succeeds. I, I mean, it is weird how we're talking about a new SEC team, uh, conference that's going to be 16 teams and no divisions, and you're seeing the the projections and you're seeing where Florida is. And it's as someone who went to school here and enjoyed a lot of uh, successful seasons to cover under Spurrier, and then, of course, after uh, I left, you were here for Urban Meyer, and, and it, it is just hard to see all that where it is now and I don't believe it's going to stay that way Uh, there's too many inherent advantages that this program and this university has going for it that I refuse to believe it's not going to turn around I I I hope it's under Billy's watch because that means it's going to be sooner rather than later but honestly I I don't know because I you know my job is to I, I don't look at things in a vacuum or in a bubble I look at the whole league and so I analyze every when somebody asks me about a particular team in a particular market I say, well, let me size it up with the rest of the, the teams that you're going up against. And clearly, Florida's not there yet. They're just not. And then you put together the most brutal schedule in the history of perhaps a Florida football. That doesn't help matters. But as you know, nobody's going to want to hear any of those factors slash excuses. All they care about is what's going to be the record at the end of the year, and it's going to have to be better. Let's get a call from Andrew. Andrew, welcome to Sports Scene. Yes, quickly, good afternoon. I'd like your impression, sir, um, when the advent of these coaching uh, salaries, uh, when they really hit the, or the stratosphere, a lot of people are making a lot more money than they were, say, 20 years ago. Do you think this comes hand in glove with some of these extra curricular or extra professional uh, expectations on, on the part of the coach, sir? 
Hundred um, percent. I I think now the money has gotten to the point where again patience does not exist, and I think a lot of the fan bases feel like, hey, look, you're making more money in three years as the head coach of an SEC program than I'm making working a nine to five for for thirty. So for, I'm not going to be patient with you, and if you don't do well, I'm going to want to change. Where you have to be careful is if you get into a vicious cycle where you're firing coaches every three, four years, you are setting your clock back. Like it's, it's hard to be a really good program if there's that much turmoil and there's that much turnover with your coaching staff. Yeah, and a footnote to that, the last thing. Um, if uh, Well, I, uh, my perception is that these coaches are leaving because what, what, especially Jeff Halfley, that really got to me, Boston College, they're saying that we will accept less money to do what we really love to do. Take care. Yeah, 100%. Okay, Halfley's the best example of that. Uh, again, in the NFL, you don't have to worry about NIL. That has become now a more than a part-time job for these coaches, and it's just not appealing to my – let me just say this for the record too, Steve. I hate when people try to make it the prisoner of two ideas – these coaches, I've never heard one say that we're against athlete compensation. That's not the issue. In the NFL, athletes are compensated, but you sign a contract, and if you just walk away from it, you lose money out of the deal. Correct. In, the, in college football, there's no guardrails. There's no structure. It's the complete wild, wild west, and so it's complete anarchy. That's what the coaches are complaining about. They're not complaining about college kids making extra bucks. They are complaining about a system that has no structure whatsoever. In December, the month of December, think what coaches have to do. It's insane. It's You, you have to worry about your own roster. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, go recruit somebody else's yeah. roster. Oh, and we have early signing period, and we might be in a bowl game. When do you stop? Steve, in the NFL, uh, let's just say Trevor Lawrence of the Jaguars is in the final year of his contract. If I am the general manager of the Tampa Bay Bucks, I can't legally start talking to him and his camp about taking him away from the Jaguars. We call that tampering. Yes. Tampering is illegal in professional sports. Tampering is rampant in college sports. So every coach is looking over his shoulder because he knows somebody is tampering with his key players and trying to steal them for their university. That is going on right now. No question. Uh, here's an interesting question for you. My, uh, Steven says, what was one of, your, one of your favorite Gainesville restaurants back in the day? <laughs> back in the day? Yeah. Well, let me just tell you, we didn't have Dragonfly back in the day. You didn't eat sushi in Gainesville back in the 90s without uh, expecting food poisoning a, a couple of days later, Steve. <laughs> you guys got a lot more restaurants than when I was in school. I was a Sonny's Barbecue guy. I ate that probably twice a week. I still go there every time I'm here. Uh, sorry if they're not a sponsor. They should be. Uh, let's see. <laughs> there was a place called Shiny Takey Audi, which was next to a Burrito Brothers. The Purple Porpoise was a great place to go uh, grab some wings. Right across here. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. Now it's, of course, Burrito Brothers else. on the corner. Burrito yeah. Brothers on the corner. Yeah. I mean, this was considered fine dining when you were making the money that we were in, in college. Yeah. Uh, those, those were all the, 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 the hot spots. You didn't have like a prime steakhouse or yeah. a great Italian restaurant. You just kind of you did what you did. I remember when I was here in the Stone Age, there was a, a Western Sizzlin'. 
Yes. <laughs> and they had like steak tips for whatever it was. Right, right. That was gourmet oh yeah for me we had a grandies down the street on 34th from my apartment yeah and you had some good breakfast there yeah you had a godfather's pizza that had a 2.99 buffet for 2.99 you just racked up on pizza yeah godfather's pizza yeah yeah good stuff good dining back in the day okay our last minute here yeah. um florida goes into this missouri game I, look florida should win but they better not take missouri lightly Correct. And, and and moreover than just that, at this stage, what every coach wants, you want everything to be clicking. So, yeah, you want to win every game. That's obvious. But you also want to be clicking to the point where there's no other thing to really work, improve on at this point. Like, you want to be a well-oiled machine going into March, going into the conference tournament, and going into the NCAA tournament. I think right now Florida's a well-oiled machine. I, there, there's just not much to not like about the roster and how I, I'll use this word. I know it's overused. Connected, Steve. They are a connected bunch. You don't have guys hunting bad shots, worried about their numbers. Uh, you have players that could easily play 30 minutes on another team. They might play 12 tomorrow night for this uh, Gator squad. So uh, there's a lot to like about it. And I'm a big Todd Golden fan as well. Mike and Mark have the call of the game. Appreciate you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Always enjoy it. You got it. Don't forget, tomorrow, 11 a.m. start time for Sports Scene. We'll see you on Gator Baseball tonight from DeLand. Thanks to Thomas for producing. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.